You're listening to Legal Skies, a podcast by the Law Society of Saskatchewan. This is Season 3, Episode 2. Please note that this recording was made on Zoom and we apologize for any poor audio quality. Welcome to Season 3 of Legal Skies. I'm your host, Julie Shavawali, Director of Communications at the Law Society of Saskatchewan. Today, we look back at how the pandemic changed the legal justice system and what initiatives the Law Society is working on to move the profession forward. Our guests today are Gerald Taggart, past president of the Law Society of Saskatchewan, and Feluke Lobishekon, current president of the Law Society of Saskatchewan. Gerald and Feluke, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Gerald, the last time we spoke on the show, it was February 2020, right at the beginning of your presidency and, of course, right before the pandemic. So tell me about how the Law Society dealt with the pandemic. Well, uh, th- th- things changed pretty quickly after after we had that conversation. Uh, I mean, once we were into it in, in March, the first thing was to respond to the fact that direct personal contact between lawyers and their clients was going to be limited by the pandemic. That meant we had to allow lawyers to conduct business with clients remotely. Uh, For example, one of the first steps we took was to do our part to ensure clients and lawyers could execute documents remotely. Uh, Craig Sawada did a series of videos to assist lawyers in adjusting to a remote practice. Uh, We also moved very quickly to reduce the length of the articling period from one year to eight months to reduce the impact of of the pandemic on the articling program and articling students. At the Law Society itself, we began working remotely as well. Uh, While we didn't close the doors entirely, most of the Law Society staff began working from home and we needed to build the supports and systems that allowed them to do that. At the same time, the benchers had to begin to do their business remotely. Uh, Fortunately, we had some experience in doing virtual committee meetings But that now became an imperative rather than an option, as well venture convocations, our board meetings, had to be done virtually. Uh, We had to build the technical systems to hold virtual meetings. And equally important, we had to develop the skills to do that efficiently. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a switch uh, quite quickly um, from meeting in person to virtual. Faluke, did you have anything to add? Uh, Thanks, Julie. I think Gerald just about covered the ground. It it was a, I call it a nimble uh, response to the issues that the the pandemic brought. And uh, the Law Society also was on top of uh, constant communication with members, especially in the first few days of the pandemic when instructions were not clear and there wasn't uh, very much information regarding the nature of this pandemic and uh, what 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 things, what, what the instructions or directions were to be followed. So the Law Society kept communication consistent and that served to put the minds of members at rest at rest, and also um, as information became available, providing that to the members with clear directions regarding what was expected of them also served to stabilize the membership at that time. 
Yeah, absolutely. Communication was definitely key. And, and Gerald, you, you touched upon um, a few different uh, major changes that had happened last year. So how has the pandemic affected the Law Society's work? Well, the, the effect that it had on it last year, I guess, is the same effect that it's continuing to have on it because we're we're not out of it, obviously. Uh, I like to think that we're accomplishing as much as we would in normal times. Uh, we're definitely doing the basic business of the Law Society, and we're also moving forward with important initiatives to improve the carrying out of our responsibilities. But looking at this more broadly, I think the pandemic has forced all of us to reconsider how we do our work. Uh, that certainly applies at the Law Society and for the benchers themselves, but it also applies to lawyers and law firms and the institutions involved in the administration of justice, uh, the courts and administrative tribunals in particular. Many of the changes we've been forced to make to cope with the pandemic will become permanent. Uh, I think, for example, of venture meetings. We've developed the capacity to do many of our meetings virtually. And there are obvious advantages to continuing to do that to some degree. That doesn't mean we won't have in-person gatherings when that becomes feasible again. But I can't imagine we'll have as many. Uh, similarly, some of the changes made in the operation of uh, courts and tribunals will become permanent. Uh, I think of my own situation where my work is almost exclusively adjudicative. Uh, arbitrations, sometime as a temporary vice chair at the Labor Relations Board. Since March of 2020, I've conducted dozens of hearing days. Only one half day during that entire period was in person. I can't imagine going back to conducting all hearings in person. At the Law Society, uh, we adopted the attitude early that we weren't just going to uh, survive the pandemic. We were determined to emerge from it better than we were before the pandemic. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, attitude to have. Uh, Faluke, was there anything you wanted to add? Oh, I, I think Gerald covered it. Thank you. Yeah, so as you were discussing, Gerald, about the uh, kind of the significant changes that, that were happening, such as you know, tribunals and, and hearings uh, moving online. Uh, what significant achievements or milestones did the Law Society accomplish last year? Well, I won't go into this in great detail. I'll just mention a, f a few. Uh, we continued work on our initiative respecting alternative legal service providers. This is a, a big deal involving significant change, and we know we have to get this right. We're continuing with our discovery process. Uh, we created and published, published legal information guidelines. Uh, you don't have to be a lawyer to provide legal information and the guidelines clarify what constitutes legal information. Uh, we beefed up the governance for that initiative with the establishment of the Future Legal Services Committee. Uh, on an, uh, another point, we developed a, a new online platform for continuing professional development and expanded the content of our programming. Uh, we advanced our initiative to regulate law firms. Uh, new rules are in place and all law firms successfully completed the law firm registration process and appointed a designated representative to act as liaison and primary point of contact for communications with the Law Society uh, during 2020. 
Uh, we implemented a new system for managing discipline hearing proceedings uh, with the establishment of the Office of Hearing Administrator. Uh, we continue to expand the online resources available for lawyers through our, our, our website. And uh, we could go on. I'm sure that Faluki would could uh, highlight a few of the things that are important for her as well. But those are just a few examples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Faluki, would you like to add anything? Well, just to add that work on equity and diversity also continued. Uh, the work had been started on an EDI survey that was quite detailed. And prior to that, uh, work had been completed on uh, obtaining demographic data for regarding membership. So that was done in 2020, but the work on the EDI survey, which was a detailed survey uh, meant for members to, to, to find out and to, to be able to gather information regarding what experiences are among membership. And that, that survey was completed during 2020 and finalized in 2021. Yeah, and you both have mentioned quite a few initiatives that the Law Society was doing. It's it's quite incredible to, to hear the list, and I know you haven't mentioned all of them. So for our listeners, if you want more information, the Law Society will be releasing its 2020 annual report, uh, which you can find on the website www.lawsociety.sk.ca. And so I wanted to ask a, a final question uh, to you, Faluke, about 2021 and, and looking ahead um, as current president of the Law Society, what are some of the ongoing initiatives uh, that you're focused on? Uh, thanks, Julie. So when I came in, the Law Society had uh, just recently set a new set of uh, strategic directions. And uh, there were five key ones, two of which became almost uh, glaringly uh, prominent, they rose to priority. The first being uh, the Law Society strives to be the innovative and flexible leader of an engaged and forward-thinking membership. Given what 2020 presented, Law Society had to be uh, both reactive, responsive, as well as ahead of the game in many ways, to put it, in, in that manner of speaking. So part of the challenges and part of what I, I would like to think that the Law Society successfully did in 2021 was to keep the hands on the wheel and to keep the, uh, keep the momentum and keep uh, uh, progress keep progress in terms of uh, its work of regulating the law profession in the interest of the public. So for me, that also became key in, in, in light of the changes that COVID brought and as well, the increased use of technology. Those were things that members had to deal with and some people that was fairly new to them while other members were already quite vast in the use of this additional technology. So those were challenges and things that the Law Society had to um, be on top of for its membership and had to take care of and had to, to look into. So that became one of the one of the key one of the key priorities for me. 
The second priority, which the Law Society already had, was increased equity, diversity, and inclusion in the Law Society and legal service provision. So in this regard, when I came in as president, I also became the chair of the TRC group, advisory group. And uh, the work that had been done in this group was already uh, sufficient to provide a, a, a really uh, efficient jumping board. When I came in, some priorities had already been identified in terms of work that the Law Society could do. And that included uh, a review of regulatory processes and structures to determine whether the needs of indigenous peoples are being met and identify any gaps in meeting those needs. And there was also one of the priorities was also to provide ongoing opportunities for competency and awareness training for law society leadership, membership, and staff. This was work that was already ongoing, but that also provided a direction for us in terms of the things that the uh, TRC group could do. So those are things that we've been able to take forward and advance in this year, 2021. And uh, I will just stop with those priorities. Well, one other one that has become even more important in light of COVID is the health of members. Like all other professions, uh, the law society or, or, or lawyers have need of um, good mental, mental health. We have need to take care of our mental health. The law society this year made this even a, a bigger priority to look into the health of members and to make available programming that deals with mental wellness. So this has also been an area of uh, priority in this. Yeah, absolutely. I think mental health is certainly going to be a prominent topic, not only in the legal profession, but particularly as we uh, continue in this pandemic. Uh, Gerald, was there anything you wanted to add? No, uh, other than to say that I'm I'm really pleased to see that Faluke is now doing this, and and I'm not as much as I enjoyed my year, but uh, with Faluke's leadership, we're continuing to accomplish a great deal at the Law Society, and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. Yeah, we'll see what this new year will bring, and. I wanted to remind our listeners again that if you wanted any more information on what Gerald and Fluke have shared today, you can find it in the 2020 Law Society Annual Report, which is available on the website www.lawsociety.sk.ca. Gerald and Fluke, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope you found the podcast informative and would love to hear your feedback, comments, or suggestions. You can contact us at podcast at lawsociety.sk.ca. Until the next episode, I leave you with this amusing quote by Joan Rivers. You know you've reached middle age when you're cautioned to slow down by your doctor instead of by the police.